Cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Futurology Show, and it's now brought to you by MTN Business. How's that, Brett? Yay, we have a sponsor. We have a sponsor. Thank you, MTN Business. I'm very happy to say, and I'm on MTN, so it's actually now my money working me for too. me. How's that? Awesome. So, yes, we, uh, we've grown up and matured, and uh, we now have a sponsor, and it's MTN Business. So, yes, we're looking forward to the next few months with you guys. Um, they've come on board with us, as you know, for the Gartner Symposium, and we'll be chatting to Jeffrey Mann just now from Gartner. He's going to be Skyping. I think he's in San Diego or San Francisco, somewhere. This man travels. I've actually had the pleasure of chatting to him before. But, awesome. uh, yeah, we'll get to that a bit later. So, as usual, the app of the week. And um, this last two weeks, as you know, I've missed quite a few beer clocks and I've been yes, running around. Yes, yes. Um, when I travel, I like to read because um, okay. generally that's the only time I get to read. But because I was actually traveling and driving um, and flying and all those good things, I yeah. decided to do the audiobook thing. Okay. So I went for an app called Audiobooks Now. Now, I know there's lots of audiobooks apps. They're Audible and there's yeah. quite a few of them. But it was a case of I needed a quick fix. And um, the reason I went for this one, one, they gave you a free trial. So you could actually just download a book. And I think the others do that as well. But the whole um, store stays within the app as well. So okay. they have the usual free ones, you know, like Alice in Wonderland and Charles Dickens. You know, you know, yeah. Moby Dick, all the the free books that the you always classics. get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then you can actually, it it gives you like if you look at a book, it makes other recommendations. So like if you're looking in the business books and the entrepreneur books and so on and so on, then it it says, well, what about reading these? Which is quite cool. It just takes you on a journey. Um, sound was good. The download was quick. You can stream it. And the other big thing why I chose audiobooks now is it has a web browser. So you don't have to be in app. So let's say your phone's battery is dying, but you're listening to a book. You can actually log on and carry on streaming from your account, um, online. So I thought that was quite cool. So that is the app of the week. And cool. then I've now decided to call it the Pokemon Go Chronicles. No. Okay, I'm signing out now. Now, I've called it the Chronicles because, you know, like any chronicle, hopefully it comes to an end. We hope. Well, yeah. it did. I mean, Nintendo's share price went down 18% last week. Remember we went up like 11 Is that because all ago? their employees started playing Pokemon Go and all of a sudden <laughs> the productivity seen, went down? Have you seen those signs like going around uh, Facebook? This is your boss. If I find out you playing Pokemon Go instead of working, I'll fire you or things like that. Well, we had we got rid of the, the kid this weekend. So the, the the grand, Granny okay, Boo let's got, just rephrase got, got that. Of, okay. oh, we, we didn't get rid of we Granny Boo is looking after the, <laughs> the, the, the little one. And right. uh, it, was, it was really awesome to have some quality time. And we're driving to, I think we were off to Beer House, and uh, we're going to go spend some time with some friends. And on the way, I'm to- talking to Nats, and this, nothing's coming back. I'm like, what's happening? Look at her. And she's busy. This guy is running on her screen at yeah. like 80, ki- 80 kilometers an hour trying to catch... Pokemon. A, a weedle? A wild weedle? Oh, just, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I mean... I should know by now. And we have to all. keep stopping so she can get more balls. Yeah. Oh, shame, Brett. Oh, that's what I can <laughs> You gotta stop the balls. <laughs> I don't, I don't like Pokemon Go. <laughs> well, these Pokemon Go chronicles that I have are all the things that are going wrong with Pokemon Go. So, okay. I, so. Let's a, get into it. A man drove into a cop car while playing Pokemon awesome. Go. His body arm, you know, they wear those body cameras, picked yep. it up. I mean, how do you explain that? I thought you were a Weedle or a Blatput or whatever the hell they're called. So, I mean, that was just like, ridiculous did you hear about the lady that got stuck in a tree yeah that was last week remember yeah. we talked about that yeah. that was in jersey that's yeah, still yeah. that's fantastic for me that's i love madness. that so here's the best one right um they've not got 
I'm laughing because, you know, online dating a few years ago was like, eh, for something. But um, now they have a Pokemon Go dating site. So they reckon that you're kind of going online anyway, all right? So yeah. if you don't get to find a Pokemon, maybe you can at least find a poke. I don't know. I don't know if that's their pale line. <laughs> but um, so it's called Poke Dates. And it basically prompts users to answer a few questions, and then it provides times when they might be available for a date or just a poke. Sorry, just a Pokemon battle. Um, and then quickly gets to work, like matching users with someone they might like. So I'm assuming it's like the red and the blue team. Like you, you're definitely not going to date someone that's on the opposite team. Yeah. I think there's three. There's a yellow team or something as well. Okay. And yeah, they charge you uh, $20 so for a subscription fee. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, these stupid idiots. So I did that last weekend. I took Kay to the water, the Brightwater Commons, whatever it's called, because he found this huge big lure gym thing. If someone yeah. can explain that to me, cool. Um, and we got there. You know at the Brightwater Commons, they have like where the bands play. Yes. It like, looks like a grandstand. I shit you not, there were like 40 people there all looking at their phones. And awesome. they're like like all, that's, oh, you know. That's like, living. And the one oaks like, he says to Cade, now my son's 10, as you know. He goes, yeah. What team are you on? So he said blue. He said, okay, cool. Then you can stand here. So I was like, dude, and if you'd said red, what were you going to do? I mean, you know, He's gonna throw you're a talking to my son. You. I'm going to beat you up. It's just that simple. And then I looks like, oh, cool. We can go to McGinty's and get beer while we Pokemon catch. And I'm no. like, dude, drink beer or play Pokemon. Which one are you? Anyway, so I don't. It's it's going to go away soon. We did turn it into a, a drinking game. Uh, it was just a case of putting your phones <laughs> down. and Whoever picks their phones up first had a shot. And uh, What, a poke? No, yeah, I don't care why you okay. picked up your phone, but eventually we did have to because I kept looking at the top of people's heads and I'm, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that was it. Guys, you want to join us? 0861-555-189 or Twitter at, at cliffcentral.com or Facebook Cliff Central or WeChat ID Cliff Central. Hashtag Futurology. Thank you. Right, then, um, okay, so I have to can, continue. Can we, can we pause for a second? Sure. Just segue. Is that going to be our future, do you think? What? Are we going to have more Pokemon Go's? Are we going to, like, de-socialize ourselves? Um, this is the philosopher in me just screaming to come out. No, say, I like, don't think so. You know, I mean, we've spoken about this on the shows, right? Yeah. We've said that um, we've always talked about AI and that for years and years and nothing happened. I think what this has done has actually been really good yeah. in the sense that the brands will now actually go, oh, yeah. Oaks came to see us about that years ago, and look, it works. Because like everyone's like, oh, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, you know. Um, I mean, but I love engagement. I mean, you and I work a lot at engagement, and we, we work a lot on interactivity and where do we go and, and digital enablement. But there's got to be a line between convenience and cool and gadget and then, you know, really killing society. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know… You always talk about our fat slabs that are floating around yeah, like the wall. I'm very concerned we're going to end up that way. With VR, we're locking ourselves out. Yeah. With AR, we now like playing, like not playing with other people, playing with ourselves and not in the way that uh, we used to when we were younger. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite scary. We're actually locking ourselves off from the world totally. Yeah. I mean, we really are, um, you know, becoming a closed loop single yeah. cell. It'd be quite quite thing. cool to get some some very out there sort of stuff. We we often d- deal a lot with a lot with tech and how it's changing the future, and uh, it'd be nice to s- try and get some paradigm perspectives, or some outside of the paradigm perspectives. So we get some biokinesis and some some gym instructors and personal trainers and see what we're doing. So I think sorry, just 
we're planning on the show about <laughs> the next show. But yes, I think how do we get people moving and doing all these things? It's it's. I like the way you think. think. Well, someone's already thinking about you know the business opportunities that have come out of amazing. McDonald's announced that they've now done a deal with Nintendo to become Pokey Stops or Pokey Goes or whatever they called where you go and and battle. But there's a company out in Australia. Funny enough, they came. They called. They, they've come up with smart tactile paving. Oh, and cool. they've said basically what it does, it's a paving concept that alerts texters. So it's not just Pokemon Go. Yeah. Like people that are texting while walking, like WhatsApping yeah. and that, and Pokemon Go players, mm. that they're about to walk into the street during nice. a red light. So they've put yeah. like a bumpy panel down that has LEDs glowing. So cool. the LEDs will glow red or green. So because you're looking down, your peripheral vision will pick up the red or the green. So it's hopefully. great for me in my car so I don't have to run anybody over and get dents in my bonnet. Yeah, but nice. that's the thing. Like your car will get messed. You'll be in trouble because yeah, you hit someone. Exactly. But this idiot walked off the street playing Pokemon. But I'm also playing Pokemon Go while yeah. I'm driving my car. So, yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, but at least but that's, that's great. guys are starting to think now and address like other real world problems that we're having or tech problems. But that's, um, what, that's, what, that's what happens. Eventually, we get to a point where we're almost stalemated that we have to come up with, with the next great idea the next evolution of amazing but yet it's going back to a four-year-old technology that's like the quite yeah. weird part huh? you see streetcars and stuff for transport streetcars and cities are making a comeback like you, i wonder like did you think they had it all together like 50 years ago when they thought hey buses public transport this is great yeah and that's mad anyway anywho so vr because after pokemon we go to vr for sure. so this week um i didn't come across a lot it was like a lot more of the same old same old like the stuff we've been talking about and i know yeah. you've got some cool stuff but what was what I did find that I thought was really nice is the Smithsonian yeah. um, and Autodesk. Now, Autodesk are the guys that did CAD. You know, they, yes, they make, yes. not did, they, they developed CAD. Yeah. They released a 3D VR tour of the inside of Apollo 11's command capsule. So you get oh, to cool. actually sit. Something that you probably would never have gotten Correct. to see anyway. So you get to like sit inside where Aldrin and uh, what's the other dude's name? Yeah, Armstrong. Yeah, him. Only him. Yeah. And in shame, let's let's remember poor old Michael Collins. No one actually remembers. The guy who had to keep the lights on. Yeah, he's the pilot. <laughs> I mean, no one actually meant. Everyone knows Aldrin. Basically, everyone the, knows Armstrong. But the glorified getaway driver. <laughs> Well, if it wasn't for him, they'd still be on the freaking moon. So, well done to you, Michael Collins. Yes. But yes, yeah, so that was my VR find for the week. What have you got there? I see you've got good old analog analog, analog, analog yeah. magazines. Well, when you stand in a line long enough at a shopping shopping center or something, the, the, the magazines will eventually grab your attention. And uh, I got one here, which is, about, they've got some, some VR in it. And going back to what Kelly Jackson was talking about from Kentucky Tours and how they're using VR. This, this idea that you can try before you fly. You can visit all these destinations and actually see key landmarks and say, wow, this is fantastic. I'd love to go there. Obviously, you don't get to feel the, the sand between your toes and the sun on your skin and all that. But it's really great to be able to experience these things. And uh, it's there. There's, there's often a thing where people might be able to afford a VR headset and they've got their latest phone, but will probably never have the opportunity to travel. And uh, the idea that travel broadens the mind and all that is quite cool. So you kind of... Making it a little bit more accessible. Uh, I like it because I am an avid traveler, and it's it's nice to, to do that try before you buy. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I was with you at that show, and that was amazing. Yeah. That is where VR really comes into its own. Um, oh, AR. So yeah. we, we love AR. Yeah. I mean, we've done a few things on it. So now, lately in the news, the last few weeks, all AR has been referring to is these bots. You know, there's the bot for this old B3 bomber. Yeah. He's very proud of the abs uh, bot and uh, yeah if you guys think that that was innovative in banking there's a banking award competition so vote for the abs bot yeah but what uh, what i came across is they've written a horror movie script using ar 
So all they did is they put in the demographic of the target. So let's say it was females 25. Um, and um, um, they basically, the bot or the artificial intelligence yeah. worked out what they should do in their script to engage that audience and give them the maximum scare. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So that's using like really good intelligence. There was a, a great AI thing that I saw this this week. It was um, AI making brewing the best craft beer. They actually use AI to determine the best way to make the best beer. So, that's interesting. Yeah, that actually is quite cool. I, I I gleaned over it. The the beer thing attracted me. The AI kept me for a little while, but then I had to carry on doing work that actually kept me going. But definitely something we must get into. All right, it's the no, best we'll, of both worlds, literally. Yeah, beer and, and AI. Uh, well, uh, and beer o'clock. As long as I don't have to virtually taste it, that'd be great because I'd love to really taste it. <laughs> Virtuality beer of alcoholics. Mm, <laughs> smell the hops. Recovering alcoholics. <laughs> um, what else did I come across? Oh, so Jack Dorsey from Twitter. Yes. He has decided that his company, that's the words he used, are not uh, cracking down enough on abuse on Twitter. There's been a couple of instances. I think it was one of the actresses from Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. It was racial and sexist, and you know that she actually left like Twitter, Twitter completely because of it wow. for like a few days, and then like the PR kissed her made up. And that the bottom line is, those it's true. You can kind of get away with anything on Twitter. I mean, mm. I've noticed every now and then I get followers that uh, as soon as I click on the pictures, like thank God my wife's not in the room because yeah. they're quite suggestive, and it's yeah. not anything I've done, you know. Um, but there's no controls on Twitter. Yeah. And if that's happening to me, what happens to other people? But are you reporting it as well? Because they do have that crowdsourcing. You do. You push a, repo- yeah, you push so, a report button yeah, and it actually blocks it. Block but you report. can see straight away. The handle says yeah. like zero followers and one follows two. You know yeah. it's going to be. So guys, yeah, just be a little bit uh, aware when you're on Twitter and you know you, you start seeing naked pictures all over the place. Yeah. Just block the guys. Start quality followers, not quantity of followers. I am pleased to say that Apple yes. sold its billionth, billionth iPhone. Wow. The iPhone's only been around for nine years. Okay, so a billion. Now, I know Android's got more than iOS and blah, blah, but the only people that sell iOS are Apple. So yeah. a billion handsets. Yeah. Is, that's, that's quite cool. It's pretty good from one, one place. The other, the last thing I think uh, in, my, in my waffles um, is Remix. Do you remember Remix? That little the Android I- computer? Yeah, Remix yeah. OS. We interviewed Dennis from, yeah. That's right. Okay. So they they did a press release this week. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a, they've done an update uh, where they've basically moved to uh, what do they call it Marshmallow Six Android Six. Um, so it's still designed to run on a USB. So you can still take your computer with you anywhere. They haven't changed like the functionality, but <coughs> excuse me, by doing the upgrade, um, you can now um, run video in full screen because it was always okay. playing like an app. You know, so you can run your video in full screen. You can, um, there's a resize button, so you can actually move your windows within the computer environment. So it's actually releasing the app control. And, um, the, uh, the optimization is now a lot better. So it, it works better designed for the PC. I'm still amazed at how they've made that work off of. Off, off an of, eight gig of stick. Plastic, yeah, yeah, it's an eight gig stick. And it's, I mean, it's responsive. I was really impressed with it. We've tested it in the office. It was really cool. Well, when I looked at the, when I looked at this press release, cause I mean, obviously now that we follow them and I've, we've engaged them, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm on their mailing list. And the thing is, what, what I had to remember as well about Remix was that, um, the idea was that for people that don't have access to computers, by keeping your computer in the stick and your documents in the cloud, yes. you're having a secure experience wherever you go and whichever machine you yeah. use. 
And that's pretty cool. I mean, for the office of the future, where IoT and all these wonderful, weird and wonderfuls that yeah, we, we're yeah. talking about. Um, yeah. So that was pretty much my side. What have you, what have you found there in your magazine? I've seen like sports and, and yeah, VR and headsets. So it's, and it's about VR changing your life. The, the article I've got open at the moment. And it's just really nice how VR is, is becoming very accessible. I mean, we already know that, but it's, it's not just accessible to people, but it's accessible to the brands. And they, some of them are using it really, really well. So Qantas have got VR now in their lounges, so you can be waiting for your flight. And I just think it's a good excuse to get buyer's regret when you realize you're actually going to the wrong place. You go, a flight to Mud Island when you should be going to Bora Bora. That's terrible. And, uh, no, but, uh, it's nice. And then you can, uh, you can show off your aircraft and you can show off the experience that you should be having on maybe the A380 and, uh, go from there. But then you look at things that's happening in, in Facebook as well. I mean, the 360 photos and videos that are happening. And I think you posted one the other, the other day. You went on holiday. And I was you, about to say. I you, was on holiday. I was working. Oh, uh, were you? Okay, on the beach. Yes. Was, okay. Well, that was drinking after work. Yes, nice. <laughs> well, it was still, it was, it was, it was good it, to see. It is cool, though, how they work. Eh? Those, those, um. It did freak me out the first time when somebody, all of a sudden, you're sitting next to somebody and they're, they're just pointing the phone at you and you're like, oh, <laughs> you're watching the guy move his phone around. <laughs> so it's, it's, again, it's a societal change that we've all got to get used to, but it's, it's very cool how people are actually actively engaging in it and uh, some of the brands are using it really well. But yeah, I have more to, uh, to get into. You see, the problem with what you're saying, I'm just going to use the Qantas example, mm. is that, um, you're sitting in the lounge is what you said. Okay. Now, those people sitting in the lounge, they can afford to go to wherever they were supposed to be going anyway. Yeah. If the airlines had any brains, they'd actually be putting these little modes or nodes rather in the, the mass cattle class waiting areas and saying, you know, one, relax, take yeah. your mind away from the, the pre-flight blues of sitting on the hard seats and eating a plastic sandwich. Yeah. Um, and paying for it. Um, you know, and, and this is where you could be going, engage, click here to join. Do you want to find out more? Blah, blah, blah. I think they're kind of still missing, missing the opportunities there. Well, we've done it, uh, we've done a couple of tests on, in the real estate market where you can actually go and take a, a tour of a house from your lounge, which is quite fun. So you're actually able to go and see, I mean, photos are nice. You can have 24 photos in private property or something, but you can actually go and take proper VR tour of this, of this home. And that's, that starts to lend itself quite nicely to a, to a pretty good application for VR. And it's changing the way people are doing it. But essentially, we're not going to really be end up, we're not going to be doing anything. Because we're going to be. <laughs> we're just going to be those, yeah. those fat slabs. We are going to be the blobs. Right. So I'm going to just uh, quickly go out to a, a song and uh, then let's see if we've got Jeff on, uh, on, online to, to join us on air just now. Excellent. This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome back to the Futurology Show, uh, proudly brought to us by MTN Business. Uh, Jeff, are you on the line? Yes, I'm here. I've been here, been here for a couple of minutes, listening, oh. you, hearing you talk about Twitter and all the others. Okay, <laughs> where are you in the world at the moment, San Diego? No, that was last week. Oh. Uh, today <laughs> I'm in France. <laughs> okay, so the time zones aren't too bad then. That's fine. Well, it's been a while yeah. since we spoke. I'm, I'm saying to Brett just now, I was looking forward to having a catch-up with you. And uh, the reason we wanted to get you back on air is to talk about the symposium that's coming up soon, the Gartner Symposium in Cape Town. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, going to be an exciting event. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to it. We're getting now down to about uh, about six, well, less than two months away now. So uh, I, I think it's certainly the excitement among the analysts coming is uh, uh, certainly beginning to build for nothing else that we have to get our, our presentations in exciting 
Now, now um, we're actually going to have the privilege of uh, having the guys that are being shortlisted as the innovators coming through and talking to us on air as well. Um, and I think, I stand corrected, but we're actually going to be down there in Cape Town with you um, broadcasting from there. Mm-hmm. So it's two months away, some exciting times. Um, just yeah, that, yeah, that is pretty cool. What is the theme this year? What is it that Gartner and you know is looking to to portray in in the sense? I mean, over and above just the fact that it's innovation. Well, the theme, the text of the theme is Lead 360, leading, taking digital to the core. So really, if you kind of put that in perspective, what we've been talking about, this idea of digital business and digital innovations, you know, that's been a topic we've been talking about for a while. But whereas it started more with a, a focus on what it means, what it could be, now we're really finding that it's meant that at least the leading organizations have kind of already adopted it, and they're beginning to take it really into the the basic operations. And that's really the theme, you know, more about operationalizing this idea of digital business and digital innovations so that it's not something new and coming and it's just coming over the horizon and maybe you want to start experimenting with it. We're finding that the good companies, the ones that are really getting benefit out of it, are have already, they're well past that stage. They're well past experimenting and starting to take it very deeply into their operations. So that's really what we mean about that idea of taking it to the core and leading with a 360 view. So, you know, it's not just that it's coming up over the horizon. It's all around us. That is amazing. It's So you guys are using the Think, Act, and Lead uh, subtitle with the, the Lead 360. And uh, it's it's great that it's taking place in in Africa to, to with that with that type of message. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is a. Uh, I mean, part of what, uh, and that's one of the the, the goals of one the, the other uh, program that you mentioned, the aspiring innovators. Yeah. One of the things we're seeing is that I do spot talk with many organizations who feel like, well, you know, Africa or or many or even many large South African companies, conservative uh, economic uncertainty, so they feel like they they really aren't playing in a lot of these games. But when you go deeper, you know, certainly with many of the startups, but even with bigger companies, you know, they're actually doing some very good things. We, we actually highlighted one of the, insur- uh, the South African insurance companies uh, uh, with what they were doing with some of their incentive programs. That was, a, that was highlighted around the world as one of the more innovative programs. Nice. So there's a, a lot that you can do even with the constraints of an uncertain economy and also within the constraints of a large organization. And I, I think that's part of the, the message of what we want to be doing with Symposium. Now, I've, I've heard in the past that, uh, innovation is grown in a bed of lack. Uh, do you find that the flavor in Africa sort of drives a different type of innovation to what you're seeing everywhere else in the world? Well, there's always going to be some local flavors. I mean, if you look at uh, even some of the ones that are going to be in that program that you mentioned, um, you know, there are some that are that I think are, are really you know, you know that, are, that are really fairly specific. Uh, one is looking at making a mobile mesh network, uh, so a wireless network made up of uh, of small devices. Uh, so, so if you don't have wall-to-wall Wi-Fi, you know, that's an opportunity to be taking uh, internet access into places you otherwise wouldn't and doing it at, at a very low cost. You know, that's the kind of thing we've seen ha- we've seen being used. In, in various parts of Africa. Uh, I've also seen just when kind of comparing a lot of the um, 
the, the kinds of things that I see of, over the last two years when I've been doing this program and comparing that with what I see in other areas, there's a lot of very, there's a great deal of practicality. Yeah. You know, there's a it's there's it's really very much around you know how can we get things done. So whether that's uh, BI platforms, uh, that's uh, one of the, uh, the 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 program one of the the one of the vendors this year, uh, Invoke Solutions is, is is working on that. We also had one last year uh, who was doing uh, who was uh, working that making access to a lot of those BI tools much more accessible, much much easier to get to. You know that kind of example. You know e-signature. That's another nice. one of the, the that's another one of the that we're highlighting this year from Impression One. You know, so they're looking at how we can really very directly get business done. Excellent. Whereas if I look at other companies you know, or, or or products in other areas, they may be a lot more speculative. You mm-hmm. know, some kind of a fuzzy integration tool, and you're not right really quite sure what it does, but it sounds interesting, but you're not really sure who you would buy it. I don't yeah. see as many of those okay. when I look at many of the contributions and many of the applications from Africa. They're usually very pragmatic and very practical. So we're not trying to make the next Pokemon Go. <laughs> you have to bring well, I suppose up. somebody is. Yeah, somebody I'm sure. Probably but, is. But <laughs> so in the in the Aspiring Innovators program, uh, it's so the core the goal of it is to support African startup technology uh, as we see it, and also to provide the delegates that attend this access to the to to these local technology partners. Uh, how are we hoping to get that done? Are we opening it up to the whole of Africa? Who can apply? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm afraid, uh, yeah, we're kind of past that stage now. We're, okay. we're, we're getting pretty close to it. So we've already, we made our picks a couple of weeks ago. Right. So we have uh, settled on six, uh, nice. on, on, on six companies. Um, the way that we did it was by going, I have talked about it in the show uh, before. We went to social media. Yeah. We used a lot of the other contacts that we've got. Uh, we got uh, about a hundred, a hundred organizations expressing interest. Uh, they were from Africa. Right now, it, it is difficult. Because it's you know you need to be there, yeah. you know. So obviously that does favor South African uh, suppliers. So again this year they are all going to be South Africans. Although there is uh, one of the more interesting ones is we're, we're, we stretch the rules a little bit because there was one uh, that came very interesting. A group of uh, of university students from Joburg who have done a project around uh, uh, transparency and in uh, government uh, uh, procurement. So they've kind of built a procurement. It's not quite a product, uh, but it's more of a project. And that all they have students uh, some of the students Students there are also from, I believe, Nigeria and Zimbabwe. If I'm, if I'm, uh, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, but but certainly from from outside of uh, outside of South Africa. Okay. Uh, but but you know the the other companies are South African. I just want to jump in there on that because um, you know that was one of the things that I wanted to ask. If I remember correctly, when we chatted, the symposium starts here in South Africa. Is that correct? That's the first leg. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's the first of the season. So, and uh, uh, this year is followed by uh, the next week by Tokyo, and then two weeks after that, the the big uh, the the big flagship event in Orlando in the U.S. That's right. Uh, yeah, I also remember discussing that how you guys are going uh, west to east, so you you're tracking mm. jet lagville. But um, from the from the, the innovators <laughs> that you had last year, um, has anything come of that in the sense of I mean, are there any use case scenarios that you can share with us or successes or deals were made where these guys were acquired or integrated um you know mm. do you have any success stories to share with us there 
Well, I'm still tracking down some of them. Uh, you know, <laughs> I've talked to a couple gun. of them, and <laughs> some of them, like Wise Talk, have really kind of been showing steady growth. Yeah. You know, they've been they're they're on track, and they've been you know adding 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 companies and adding adding employees. Um, another one that I spoke with uh, was Incentivize, uh, which has moved to a new company or moved under the wing of a new company, and Entelec. Uh So at least that's kind of with a new home, you know, where it uh, became one of a uh, uh, several products that are uh, that, that are being released. So you know, so those were two that I've, that I've caught up with so far. I actually didn't realize it. I know Intellect well. Um, I mean, I, from a development point of view, they're a really tight, good organization. So that's quite interesting that they would have acquired them or joined them. You know, that's definitely going to open up some good doors. So it, it just shows the power of networking and, and mm. you know, what that's done for these guys. Um, the um, what, what I also want to ask you is, it's a three-day symposium. So can you take us through What's going to happen, you know, day one through day three, the keynotes, uh, you know, just share with the listeners what, what we can expect, especially for people that don't know anything about mm-hmm. the symposium. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's actually, I mean, there's a, well, there's a, another event, you know, which is, we consider part of symposium, although it is separate. It actually begins on the Sunday with a focus on government. Uh, so we have a day which is specifically for government clients where we're going to be talking about, uh, well, there's a lot of opportunities, of course, for government IT people to be uh, networking among themselves. It's, as well as we're going to be talking about some of the benchmarking and security issues uh, specifically important for uh, for government. So that's on the uh, the Sunday afternoon, sort of a pre-event. Then the the event as a whole kicks off on Monday morning, uh, begins with the fairly high-profile large event, the analyst keynote. Uh, so that begins with a um, uh, a welcome from uh, the local managing director uh, Renee Jacobs. Uh, then Peter Sondergaard, who is the head of research, uh, kind of sets the scene, followed by presentations from two analysts. Uh, that usually has a lot of high production values. It's, it's a very uh, very high profile event. the the pur- The purpose there is to kind of set a framework for the rest of the three days and really for the rest of the year. So it introduces many of the high level themes and high level ideas that we're going to be talking about for the rest of the you know the rest of the conference and you know and 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 also to be filled in over the course of the year uh so the rest of the first day this year we're experimenting a bit we're having all plenary sessions uh so the breakouts begin on tuesday where we have parallel sessions that we'll talk in uh, we have to choose between uh, uh between five different tracks uh but on monday they're all plenary sessions some of the most high high profile presentations things like the the ceo agenda that is a um a summary of a, of a survey uh that we did that was uh talking to ceos of, co- of corporations around the world and how those priorities are being reflected in with the T priorities. Uh, we also have two presentations that follow on the themes that are being introduced in the keynote. Uh, largely this year, it's going to be around the idea of digital platforms, mm-hmm. digital platforms or ecosystems that talk about how uh, business kind of moves between uh, uh, moves between different organizations without respect for firewalls. You know, so how the, that that idea of partnership and taking those partnerships into more of a mesh is going to be one of the next steps of uh, developing 
helping out digital business. Um, yeah, so those are some of the themes that are going to be handled on the first day. Then on the second and the third day, we've got the, the structure is there is a series of presentations with those five parallel tracks. Interspersed with that, there are sessions from our, our, our sponsors. Uh, there are also smaller sessions that we call to the point. You know, those are 30 minute sessions rather than the standard 45. You know, with the, there we kind of use that to sometimes experiment with different ideas or, or different formats. Um, there's also the, the show floor where the, 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 where the sponsors are, have their stands. So if you want to go and see technologies and products that are actually being provided within Africa, you know, that provides a, a, a forum for that. And going on in parallel is always the one-on-one -on -one sessions. So delegates have the chance as well as going to uh, the presentations, they can request a one-on-one -on -one session with an analyst uh, where they can discuss, you know, just, you know, your particular issues. It's, you know, more like a 30-minute uh, therapy session where you can discuss whatever ails you. Sure. Now, you know, this has always been a thing, and I, I've, I've traveled around the world as well to quite a few shows, is when you have these tracks that break out, um, you know, how do you choose? Because looking at the headings for, for this year, and, and uh, just for the listeners, if you go, I think it's at gartner.co.za, you'll find the links through to the symposium, and you can actually see the schedule. Um, is, is the available, so let's say there's four tracks or five tracks that are broken out at the same time. Will the delegates be able to get copies of the keynotes from the other four that they've missed, or mm -hmm. is there live video mm -hmm. feeds that they can watch? How, how does that work? Yeah, the, all of the for the delegates that uh, the the, uh, the the PDFs of all of the presentation files are are, are available um, either in the mobile app or from the the website that you get uh, with, with your password. There is also a little bit later we also have the opportunity we record these sessions. Well, we're not recording them in South Africa, but we are recording them in some of the other locations. So it may it may be a few weeks later. So you won't see exactly that presentation, but it may be a different analyst. In fact, uh, but you but pretty much all of this content is going to be delivered also or version of it will be delivered at some of the other locations and it's available on demand you know so that also is available for delegates if you want to catch up on it later or see one that you missed uh you can see that content as i say maybe a different speaker and and, and being delivered in a different location uh but that usually is available within a week or two after the after the cape town event so the 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 entire conference is is quite geared to both broad stroke information as well as quite detailed information so there's there's really something for everybody when you when you attend uh, one of the things that we obviously look forward to here in, on the Futurology show is uh, what does the future look like? And I see you've got things with the, the last 10 years of cloud and what are the next 10 going to do? Uh, there's all the, the ideas mm. of uh, foster growth and, and change the way that we look at things. Um, just throwing it back to you what, do you, what do you see for the next 10 years? Mm -hmm. Well, I think the deepest idea is going to come from a lot of the deepest influence is going to come from many of the changes around becoming a digital business. Yeah. And certainly it's easy to be glib and talk about oh, everything is changing quickly and you need to change with it. And we've been, you know, there have been. Yeah, you know, there've been pundits and people saying that for uh, you know, at least a decade. Yeah. But when we look at some of these specific things, and actually that's being reflected also with some of these, um, uh, with some of the sessions at symposium this year, it's looking at the influence of the Internet of Things. Yes. Uh, one of the innovators also for, uh, specializes in building and, sen and, and and providing sensors uh, yeah. that can be built in. So it's not just that you have your ERP system, which is some sort of platonic representation of how your business ought to be, mm. but when you start making you know when you start uh, when you start expanding using the internet of things you can really make it so that your your IT systems really are a direct reflection of what's going on yeah. 
know, doing that to be able to say not what you think your inventory is, you know, when you took inventory three yeah. months ago, yeah. you know, but every box has got uh, an RFID uh, tag on it or yeah, you're sure. sensing the products as they go out the door so that you have a much more direct idea of uh, of what your business is doing right now. Exactly. Now, when you're being able to provide these services in a much more fine-grained way, you know, whether that's the way that we work, you know, I, I certainly see that in, in my main area, which is around the idea of, of, of social and collaboration and cloud office and yeah. many of those kind of implementations. That's having a, a deep change on the way that people work, you yeah. know, whether it's where they work from, the types of relationships that they that they enter into, the types of partnerships that they have. I can only see that continuing and getting deeper. You know, we're seeing really just the kind of beginnings of it. Right now, it's fairly common to be working from a coffee shop. Yeah, you might yeah. be able to do that. You know, I think we're going to be seeing the types of devices and the types of interactions really going much, much deeper, where yeah. uh, interaction to the systems you need is going to be popping up in many different areas. So business is definitely becoming a lot more proactive rather than reactive because of the way we're measuring our data. Mm. And uh, mm. so, much, yeah. yeah, do you agree with that? <laughs> Oh yeah, certainly. Yeah, certainly. I mean, and, and you know, you know, certainly proactive in the way that we're dealing with the data, but yes. also the way that it's affecting the business. Exactly. You know, so that's yes. you know, it's it's where that, you know, yeah. Well, the IT is really becoming the business rather yeah. than trying to be a, a sort of a a dirty reflection it's, of the business, which is what we've had up to now. The main business advisor now is your information officer. For sure. One of the, yeah, and we do see that. You know, sorry, and we see the influence of that of a chief data officer, chief information yes. officer, chief digital officer. We're also seeing. Excellent. I see uh, one of the topics is uh, the convergence of devices, bots, things, and people. Now, 10 years ago, we were talking about convergence into the ubiquitous device and mobile is going to be first. And there were naysayers and yaysayers. And now everybody's getting used to the idea that we have all these devices and that we have all these things that are connected. And we have all these bots that are telling the things to on the devices that people are somewhere involved. Now we're talking about convergence of all of these things. Is this a sort of big topic do you see i mean i'm just picking that up out, out of the agenda and it sounds like quite a big topic for a lot of the people that i've spoken to yeah potentially and because it mean, really means to change also what we mean by convergence of what we meant before yeah. before it was we're going to converge our different computing devices yes. you know so because i remember when you know i would have a laptop and maybe you had a laptop and a desktop and yep. then you would have a phone plus a you know plus an organizer and you'd have all these different devices that you have and those largely were converging so that was kind of the you know the first generation of it yeah now we're seeing convergence in a different way where you know where computers aren't going to look like computers you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a sensor that's embedded in a box. You know, so that you know when it gets sold, the moment that it gets sold. You know, it's gonna be the computer that you know that that pops up a reminder on your on your car dashboard uh, that says that you know if you're gonna make your plane on time, you need to you need to take the next exit because there's a an accident further up. Um, you know, it's going to be the computers that will determine that they pop the the signage when you come into a, a company or when you come into a shopping mall. The signage that pops up and you know tells you of the promotion because it knows who you are and it knows where you want to be. You know, so I think there it becomes it's really kind of convergence, not just convergence between our computing devices, but they still look like computing devices. Yeah. Now it's going to be convergence with you know the real world. So that pops up in a much more accessible form, but it doesn't really feel like you're using a computer. Jeff, uh, I mean, I think you know, especially from our, our last chat as well, we both share love of the, the, the digital workspace. I know that's your speciality as well, and uh, I think – I mean, you know what I'm working on in that space as well. Um, the IoT side of things though really scares me and, uh, it excites me. It, and it, it scares me at exactly the same time. Um, and you've been talking now about contextually aware information, like take this turn off and go, you know, I use Waze whenever I drive to a, to a meeting as well. But the, 
the challenges for business, and I'm sure this has to be a CIO and a CDO type discussion, and hopefully it's, it, it is covered at the symposium. But when we start opening up our networks to all of these bots and this, this uh, autonomous intelligence, what kind of risks are really coming into play? I mean, your clients as Gartner are huge, big blue chip companies. Is this a question that's bantered around a lot or are they just like head in the ground type of thing? Well, certainly, and I think there's, you know, that, that's even, that, that's only one part of it, certainly an important part, but there is the kind of the risk to the organization of, of how this information is going to be available. In fact, what we've seen early on is, you know, many of the first generation of a lot of these tools, you know, even something as, you know, sim- relatively simple and now becoming ubiquitous as a, you know, wireless router or uh, a home automation, you know, a, a home uh, a heating system, you know, they had terrible security. <laughs> Stuff was not you know, it was, uh, there was and most of them were used just with the one, two, three, four password or the password was password, <laughs> password or something like yeah. that. You know, so, so there's plenty of examples like that where we've seen a lot of really lax kind of security. And, and so certainly it is a topic as to, you know, you know as to how are we going to extend it in this way and what sort of changes are going to be needed. Actually, I think that's one of the more interesting wins is that it starts to say you're not going to be able to do security in the same way. Yeah. You know, because you cannot secure a big mainframe based accounting system. Okay. Maybe you know how to get, how to, how to secure access to that, which is already hard. You know, but when you're talking about access points and data you know, and, and, and entry points that are really kind of scattered to the wind, you know, it happens in a very different way. So I think that there are definitely going to be changes in there. Uh, the other aspect, uh, but, but it's certainly is something that, 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 that people are very interested in. I, I think what we're trying to get to, though, is we need to get past the stage where, where people cite that as a kind of a shield, you know, to say if they, you know, that, that, that's often the reaction that I see. If they don't understand it, they find it scary, you know, they don't really like this amount of change, you know, they'll kind of pull up and say, oh, what about security? And, you know, we can't do that. And maybe other companies can, but uh, we take security seriously. You know, and they use it as a shield to try to keep that change away. I think that's an unhealthy attitude. You know, because to say that, you know, to try to, you know, you know, keep the boat from landing and saying, well, no, no, we're going to try to keep, you know, pushing it off as long as possible because we want to stay in our traditional way of working because that's safe and we know that. You know, I think that that is the way towards that. I think that, you know, that's going to be an inevitable disaster. I'm yeah. not saying you need to throw open the doors, everything's fine, and not worry about security, but you need to be able to handle it responsibly and looking for the areas where you can do things in a manageable way. No, I agree. And, you know, for me, I, I do quite a lot of consulting to corporates and I said to him, you know, at the end, I'll give you my presentation on the flash drive. And they're like, well, no, we can't plug that in. You know, okay, I'll send you a Dropbox link. No, we can't use that either. Now, I don't know if this is, a, I, I, well, I do know it's not a South African thing because these are multinationals. But uh, the question that I'm, I'm therefore posing is if you're not allowed to use Dropbox or cloud, you know, in, in whichever form, we transfer, et cetera, and you're not allowed to take a USB, how are we going to get these guys to actually adopt, you know, IoT and, and, and integrated technologies like car and, and phone and all these things that come together? What are your views on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a challenge. I mean, you know, then you got to say, well, what's left? You know, <laughs> even with that specific example. And actually, intriguingly, what I find is you know, many people say, well, just send me an email. And it's like, well, okay, of, of all of the things you just mentioned, email is arguably less secure than any of them. 
You know, because yeah. email is actually designed as a means to disseminate information. You know, it is designed, you know, in order to leak data. That, that's really what it's all about. So I, I do often find it ironic that these organizations that say, no, we don't do Dropbox, but we'll take, but, but I'll send you that in an email. You know, you know, it's just, you know, <laughs> It, it really kind of shows that they're, they're not necessarily thinking, uh, thinking a lot of these through. So a lot of what we're trying to do is to think through uh, the, these, these elements with, with clients to try to start to say, what does it mean really? You know, what are the, what are the costs of take, of, of taking that kind of very lockdown environment? Is it realistic? Is it really the most secure? And certainly what are the opportunity costs that are involved? You know, because in many ways that means you're, you know, in many areas, if you, you know, you're, you're just not going to be participating in the economy if you're going to be, if you're going to be taking that level of lockdown. I think right now you can probably still just about get away with it, you know, without it being too apparent. Uh, the other thing you find is that people will find their way around it anyway. They say, mm-hmm. well, no, I can't, I, you know, I can't go to use Dropbox, but oh, we'll send it to my home address. You know, I have a personal Dropbox, so we'll do it that way. Just do it that way and then I'll transfer it, you know, which again is worse you know when you're driving people to a a less manageable less secure means you know they need to do that just to be able to get their job done you know so i think that there is you know what when i work with customers one is what we're trying to point out some of these anomalies and say mm-hmm. you know uh, in fact one of the presentations i've been doing is called that you need to adopt digital workplace because of not in spite of security yeah. considerations because of a lot of these kind of because of a lot of these kinds of ideas in terms of the way that the type of work is changing if you don't have engaged employees who know what it means to be handling data responsibly, you know, then that re- that is actually a much larger security risk than using something like Dropbox, you know, because the biggest security risk come from your people, you know, and if you're not bringing them along and you're not really involving them in how you manage data responsibly, well, you're missing a huge part of your overall se- of your overall security posture, um, and the and there again, yeah, that start that definitely is starting to get uh, traction. You know, they're, they're even uh, chief information security officers are buying into this, uh, uh, buying into this kind of argument. Often it begins with small steps. You know, yeah. it may not necessarily say that, okay, we're going to open up everybody, you know, but it's like, well, what are the parts of the business that we feel that we can? We can become more familiar with it, more comfortable with it. And that's how it begins to, you know, begins to grow. Uh, so that's usually the kind of pattern that I see companies going through. Uh, Jeff, just from, from our side, we, I mean, we, we build platforms, uh, Brett and I, uh, from time to time for, for clients. And I often say that our platforms are not there as a digital replacement to human beings. You've got to make sure that that process is very much in, in place in tandem with digital platform. And when you leave the mm-hmm. human being out of it and you don't have good process, it really isn't uh, a cohesive environment to, to operate in. And with that said, we've got, sorry. Yep. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, just we we are getting to the skinny end of the of the uh, the hour here, and uh, just one of the things we say is, as well the the digital gap is is one thing, but it sometimes feels in, in business that there's actually more of a digital abyss between CIOs maybe that have been a, in, involved for like twenty years and they're guys that are starting now that have been born into this digital business. Uh, some 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 CIOs are able to adopt things really really quickly. Are we getting to a point where? We have to play more catch up or we kind of getting to a point where everybody's ready to move forward. Well, I think that, uh, I mean, this is a difficult situation because I have spoken with some companies who will say, no, our differentiation is we want to stay away from all that digital stuff. <laughs> you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to focus on being the low cost provider. Yeah. 
it's it's. I remember speaking with a bank that was like that. They said, "No, our differentiator is we do not do mobile banking. We don't have ATMs, and we don't have uh, well, well, uh, internet banking. We don't have any you know, clients. Our, we don't have you know, clients. our customers like to call up our banker and talk to them. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well." Yeah, but luck what are you going to do five years from now? Oh, yeah, is this a long-term future? <laughs> yeah. I know it's scary. Huh? Um, Jeff, yeah, we we are getting close to to the end of it. I just one of the one of the things you you've just started talking about banks. Uh, just to conclude, is fintech. I mean, fintech's mm. massive. You've just said they don't have a mobile banking app or they're not looking at online. Um, there's been so mm-hmm. many different plays um, in this space. You know, some have been ludicrous. Um, we were talking about Twitter earlier with Jack Dorsey and Square. I mean, that was fantastic. Um, and obviously, each country has its challenges with regards to the different types of, of EMV certification that it's allowed or not allowed to use. Um, what are you mm-hmm. seeing or are we going to be seeing some stuff about fintech or around fintech at the symposium? It will come up in some of the areas. Um, you know, this was a, you know, you know, fintech is one of the, is a, is a hard one, particularly the way that it's going now, because, you know, it's hard to do a little bit of fintech, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know, because it is so detailed and can be so tricky. Uh, I know we're doing a lot of research around things like blockchain, you know, how blockchain is being used within supply chains. You know, it certainly has a role with Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, and so very directly has a role with finance. But, you know, we're finding the blockchain as a concept is being used much more broadly. You know, that's one of our fastest growing areas of research right now. Uh, so it'll be coming up certainly in the keynote and in some of those follow on sessions that are talking about that of how you can be using some of these technologies to, uh, to build communities and, and be building platforms. I, I did shy away a bit from going too far down the fintech because you know, we certainly have banking customers and, you know, we, you know, and, but, you know, that, that's a difficult one. You either, you know, you either jump in with both feet and really want to go deep into it because the technology is so different and moving so quickly. Yeah. You know, or we try to, you know, you know, or if that's not justified, you know, we'll kind of try to place it within the context of uh, all technology. And, and that's really kind of the, ro- the, the road that we went to. Okay. Now that makes sense. Well, Jeff, we do have to wrap up. Uh, I'm looking very forward to seeing you in a couple of months time down in Cape Town. Um, thank you for making the time available. As I said, I actually thought you were in San Diego and you'd got up really, really early to join us. But uh, <laughs> the fact that you're in France, I don't feel too bad. So I'll say that and enjoy the rest of your, your afternoon, your evening, seeing we're in similar time zones. And yeah, we'll speak to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Look forward thank to seeing you. Thank bye you, bye. Jeff. Cool. Ciao, bye. Um, so, B2. Yeah. Thought for the day, week, year, month. Stuff. Decade, century, Decade. millennium. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the awesome thing, I mean, I was moaning about, are we going to become this digitally disconnected, uh, society in the future? And I think things like the symposium, uh, in Cape Town help us to see that it's not a replacement. Digital is not replacing our way of life. It's, we don't it, do digital. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at some point you're going to have to integrate and enhance. And that's, that's sort of the view. Digital isn't here to completely replace. It's here to optimize. It's here to, to amplify things that we do to, to ease, uh, some of the processes. And as we've mentioned a, a number of times, that we don't see digital being a replacement to human beings. We just see it as a really good enhancer of how we do things. And with the the guys leading the charge, focusing on this type of discussion, where they're saying, right, you don't know what this is and you don't know what that is, but together we can actually find a way that the future works. And I think the same way that we look at the world being left in a better state for our children, our children's children, we've got to look at that same sort of approach for 
for digital. So, yes, digital needs to be in a space that we can hand it over to our children. It's not just all Pokemon Go. There is fintech involved. There is security. And you can actually have a life worth living. In, and we don't become these blobs. That was actually good. Was it? I think I'll Did take you, you down to the symposium with me. Oh, I think great. Some nice people. Excellent. Right. Well, thanks again to MTN Business uh, for being our sponsor on the Futurology Show. And uh, until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny. Cliff Central Revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.